4: Hey, Locamores. So, in case you are new or you are new to our Patreon, we wanted to let you know that we have some quick updates. You can head over to patreon.com slash locatora underscore productions and subscribe to our Patreon at different tiers. For $5, you get bonus episodes to all of our Locatora radio episodes. For $8, you can join Locas por Libros, my monthly book club. And for $10, you can listen to behind the scenes, extended episodes of Marihuanera, a podcast for potheads created and hosted by Mala Munoz. And if you are a super fan, a ride or die, you can join Loca Anonymous for $25 a month and get access to all of the above. So head on over to slash locatora underscore productions to become a patron. Logatora Radio. Logatora Radio. Radio. of myth and bullshit a radiophonic novella locatora radio hosted by mala muñoz and diosa fem hola hola locamores welcome back to season five of locatora radio por casteras peligrosas listen at
3: your own risk locatora radio is a radiophonic novella which is just a very extra way of saying a A podcast podcast. i'm diosa and i'm mala Thank you for tuning in to Capitulo 113,
4: 113. Thank you for coming back to our weekly show of Locatora Radio.
3: Last time on Locatora Radio, we interviewed Amanda Matos of Planned Parenthood. You really want to tune into that episode, Capitulo 112, because it really and truly is chock full of vital information regarding the state of reproductive freedoms in the United States. In case you didn't notice, they're under attack yet again, but in some extremely brutal ways. Amanda Matos breaks it down. We ask really important questions that we think our listeners probably want to know the answer to. So tune in and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think.
4: And just a quick reminder, you can follow us across all socials. We're on Instagram or on Twitter and we are keeping up with the youth and we are even on TikTok. You can follow us at locatora underscore radio on all of our socials. We're also on Facebook, by the way, we don't advertise that enough, but we have a Facebook page for
3: the older listeners that are turning Our mature in. listeners, our distinguished listeners. We are multi generational here at Locatora Radio. So, of course, we are on Facebook. Yes. And if you are looking for a Findum Drain and aspire to be our human wallet, or you're just a big old fan and want to support indie podcasting you can head on over to our venmo and drop a couple dollars at locatora-radio all proceeds go directly back into production costs that means paying our audio editors because we have multiple now our artists all of our hosting fees you name it it costs money so we thank you for your continued support
4: yeah and just you know as a Another thank you, a final thank you to all of the folks that contributed to our I Women campaign, 90 days to 100K. We are tying up those loose ends, mailing out the merch. We are do- signing up the final consultations, doing the podcast webinars. We are doing it all. And so we want to thank you all again for contributing. Um, in case you didn't know, fundraising is a full-time job. And that's yeah. why at each... <laughs> Each organization is its own department. And so, right. yeah, I think we did a really great um, considering there's two of us and we had, of course, other folks helping us. But sure. for the most part, this is still a two women show for certain things. And so that was one of them. And so, yeah, just thank you all for your patience. We haven't forgotten about any, we any forgotten. Of the final things we need to mail out. It's coming. It's yeah. happening. Yeah. It's in route. We're doing it. So thank you for rocking with
3: us. Thank you for rocking with us. Truth be told, we're, o- we're overwhelmed. We're overwhelmed. Um, we're going to talk.
4: <laughs> that's like a good, that's a good segment. segue. Like, Let's we, segue.
3: we're overwhelmed, y'all. <laughs> we're overwhelmed.
4: We are um, low-key burnt out. Mm-hmm. We,
3: like, Mhm
4: have to admit that um considering 2020 was a intense year for all of us um and it affected us financially as well like for the podcast like if you're a listener you know that we've gone on university circuits That's like a big way that we made our money and our our income. So that was greatly affected. Um, But it also, you know, gave us that room to get creative and level up in different ways. And one of those ways was selling ad space, which meant producing more content, being more on social media. It's when we had our LA Times featured. when we got verified. A lot of really big, incredible things happened to us in 2020 as a project, as Locatora Radio. And so I think that we're a little burnt out this year you know, 2021, I think it's all settling. It's all settling in. We did a lot with what we could. And so that's where we're at.
3: Yeah, I agree completely. I echo all of that. I mean, you know, uh, we have two weekly shows now and A, running a weekly show, getting our LLC. We are now Locatora Productions LLC, mind you. We are now uh, a true production company. Because we are a company formally in, in the eyes of the federal government. We are formally a company. So that took time and we're still working on that because now that's another layer. That's an ongoing thing. Any business owners out there will know that you have your LLC. So that means now you have a lot more work. Now the work is ramping up. And I think part of it is, you know, The work is ramping up. We have more responsibilities. Yasa is still working full time, you guys. Like you have no idea the lengths that we go to, like the way that we run ourselves raggedy (laughs) to deliver this supreme content to you guys. Like this is good stuff, you know, Um, and we really do give it our all. So we love it and that's why we do it. But it's a lot. So we're a little overwhelmed. We're a little burnt out. But we do have tons of help. I mean, our audio editor, Jordan, is everything. Jordan came on to our team, onto Team Locatora, like this time last year. And since then, the audio on the podcast has leveled all the way up. We're able to produce more shows. We're able to be a weekly show. We're able to, like... Do more with our segments and with our guests and and we know that it's in good hands and that our audio editor is going to make it sound good. And it just also is like so much hard work that Diosa was doing to edit the audio. And so we're so grateful for Jordan. And it's like so much, it's like so much, you know? Yeah,
4: yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I think Jordan was one of our first like hires of 2020, Mm -hmm. um, which was really exciting for us because yeah, it like got overwhelming for me to be putting out the the edits and the shows and then our deadlines would get, like I would want to put an episode out on one day, but I wouldn't be able to edit it in time. And then it would do, it, would, it was just a cycle, right? So it was really great to be able to bring her on. Um, and we have, you know, more folks on our team that help us with our socials now and our newsletter. And so remember to subscribe to Besitos. You can subscribe on our website. Um, and yeah, so the team is growing. And even though the team is growing, the workload is also growing. And though we are still doing a lot, even in different ways. And so, yeah, we like, like, we'll see, like, we're gonna, we're gonna revamp season six. (laughs) That feels wild to say, but season Season six, six, there'll be some changes. We're already talking about it. Um, but yeah, I mean we're we're almost like we're more than halfway through 2021, which is intense, which is wild. We're still in a pandemic, we're still dealing with all the aftermath. There's a variant you know, and so we're we're doing the best that we can. I think we all are and every everyone listening, we're doing the best we can. And so just yeah, we're gonna keep it pushing.
3: We're gonna keep it pushing. Um A because we have some pretty lofty goals in mind, you guys. We don't share all of our hopes, dreams, aspirations, and schemes with you all because like the el mal de ojo is real. Yep. Um, so we like to guard our secrets. We share them with the right people. Yeah. And then the right people help us to like make them come to fruition. You know what I mean? So just know there's more, there's always more. And that's what we want is we want to make more podcasts. We want to do more. So while we're overwhelmed, it's a good exciting kind of overwhelmed and you know what's next and just pushing to that next level and what's the next thing so expect some announcements
4: yeah you know I think when you're juggling so many things like you have your days where you feel like really low and really down like I know I've definitely had those in the last couple of weeks where it's like you know, why are things, why is my life this busy? You know, why am I still working my nine to five? And then there's other days where it's like, things just roll and it's seamless. And it's like, yeah, this is just my life right now. Um, and so I think anyone that is juggling tons of things, working multiple jobs or going to school or everything, right? Cause we're all busy people. Um, we think anyone can relate that, you know, you have your, you find your rhythm and then you lose it and then you find it again.
3: Yeah, it's very true. And I think like for me, since, because I quit my job right before the pandemic, you know, and, you know, I've had my own streams of income. Like I've been on OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. If yes. you guys keep up, yes, you've you known have. that. <laughs> I've returned to OnlyFans. And I've honestly like supporting myself and paying my bills has come from doing like my fun little odd jobs, whether it's OnlyFans, freelance writing, influencer gigs, you know, different kind of speaking engagements. We, we work with a team who helps us like bring us gigs and stuff Um and like, sponsorships and collaborations so luckily and i have and honestly i have fewer expensive expenses than than diosa you know what i mean so i can kind of live like a very low-key little like cheap life over here while like working on locatora productions you know while working on the podcast so that's just kind of why if anybody was wondering why it is that we like have this arrangement (laughs) it's just how it's worked out you know Um, because when we do podcast gigs and when you guys donate that money, we do not pay ourselves like off of the podcast. We really don't. And the money goes quickly because we have two weekly shows now. And that means our expenses increased twofold. A hundred percent. We have two audio editors
4: now. Yeah, we have two audio editors now. Um, luckily, you know, Mala is still she Mala is handling the socials for all of the but we do have someone handling the locatora socials because it's a lot um and so yeah the the like like i said earlier like sure we're growing and we have more people but we also have more work <laughs> yeah. and
0: like
4: i'm like okay gideon production company okay
3: <laughs> i know, I know right. we literally asked for this we we asked for, this. we said we wanted
4: <laughs> nobody forced us to do this no um yeah and so I mean it's an exciting place to be um I like always refer to this time as like the growing pains and just like shout out to us because like we made it past 100 episodes we're five Mm -hmm. seasons deep Mm -hmm. they say businesses either like fail in the first two to three years yeah we're Entering year five, yeah. you know, we've been an informal business for about five years. Yeah. So we're now like a formal business. <laughs> Very. And it's
3: not it's not under the table. It's just in the Venmo is what it is. It's, it's that's just a, in the Venmo. In the Venmo. We, you
4: know, I mean, in case anyone was wondering like the ins and outs of it, it's like whenever we get a check made, we would we'll just rotate who it was made to. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so we can't be doing that anymore. Our accountant no. was like, mm, no, no more mm gotta do the LLC. <laughs>
3: yeah, a lot of people have kind of told us for a few years now, and we knew, but, you know, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Anybody, if you're on Twitter and you're on Instagram, mm-hmm. and just do, just get an LLC, just do this. No, it's not just, no. It is very involved. It is very complicated. It mm-hmm. costs money, and it takes time.
4: It also depends where you live. Like, we were ch- chatting with somebody that lives in upstate New York, and she was like, it's like, I'm making a number up, but it was really mm-hmm. low. It was, she was like, it's like $80 to do an LLC, <gasps> right? And Can't relate. In, in California, it, any business owners listening, you know your your annual state tax that you have to pay to the franchise board is 800 dollars mm-hmm. And then there's still other fees that you mm-hmm. have to pay. So don't <laughs> listen to LLC Twitter, y'all.
3: Like they don't know. It's
4: not, it's not just that simple. It depends where you live. There's a lot of different factors.
3: <laughs> yeah. And we're dealing with audio. You know what I mean. There's a lot. There's a lot that goes into this. Um, it's not just we're not just selling chucherias, okay? Like it's involved. Okay. We love our
4: we love our chucherias. We do. We're not, well, that's not what we do.
3: It's just not what we do. So if you don't know, just listen, and you might learn something.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, You know, we just want to give some updates on some things that we're working on before we get into like the carne of today's episode. Uh, We're turning a segment that y'all love into a full fledged episode because there's so much going on. And so we're going to get to that in a minute. But before, just want to remind folks that our book of the month for Locas por Libros is The Taste of Sugar, and it's a historical fiction novel. And it's by Maricel Vera, and she's actually going to be joining us at the end of the month to talk about it. It is it is a long book. And so if you don't finish it, that's okay. Um, if you feel intimidated by the length, it's okay. Read what you can. I've like been super busy and haven't been able to really make a dent, but I'm working on it. And so yeah, just come at your own pace. Um, enjoy the book. It's not school. It's shouldn't feel stressful. So we'll be we'll be chatting at the end of the month. So again, head over to patreon.com slash locatora
3: underscore productions to learn more. And for those of you who maybe haven't heard the news, we launched a brand new show. It's called Marihuanera, a podcast for potheads. There is a trailer out and three episodes. Episode three just came out. It's called Smoking Tree, Watching Reality TV. So uh, I'm the creator and host. It's a comedy podcast. You can tune in anywhere you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review, give us a rating, and you can also read my interview with writer Ruby Mora in the Mujerista. I talked to Ruby about Marijuanaera, a podcast for potheads, and destigmatizing cannabis in Latinx communities. Go give it a read.
4: Yes. Also, can I just say, in my totally unbiased opinion, Marijuanaera, a podcast for potheads, is hilarious. Thank it's you. Funny. I listen weekly. I like was able to listen to the first episode before anyone else but now like I listen with y'all I listen with the listeners so I'm tuning in weekly it's hilarious there's a lot to look forward to with either the guest or with Mala's musings y'all know how Mala is you're a listener (laughs) of the podcast you know she's funny you know she's dope you know she's smart so tune in um and you know just like I'm here for the destigmatizing in our communities, you know. My my mom for a while was like sneaking like her cannabis use because she didn't want my dad to know because she has like ailments. And but mm. she like finally told him and she was like, What do you think about this? And he was like, It's fine. But for a while it had to be like this little sneaky thing because she Aww. didn't want him to get mad. And so, yeah, so like our people, our older folks, our our gente, our family members, um they need cannabis for many different reasons or maybe they don't maybe it's just for fun and that's cool too so yeah i'm I'm here for that we'll link the article in the show notes and we'll also send it out in our newsletter
3: yes 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 thank you diosa there's so much good stuff coming out of the locatora multiverse universe audioverse we haven't necessarily landed on which verse we are yet but we're one of them all of them all of them them. (laughs) just interchangeable (laughs) we do contain multitudes we really do um and i would like to point out that everything locatora productions touches is successful because Locas por Libros was like a wild success of a b- book club before like the first book was like even announced I want to say like
4: <laughs> yeah we're like 60 plus members deep and you know that's exciting considering we're just on our second book and you know uh, maybe one day like I would love like Okay, well, no, I don't want to share too much, but one day I would love for it to be sponsored by somebody in particular, right? <laughs> like, I would love for it to be a, a collaboration with like a publishing house, right? Um, so we'll see. And if any folks that work in publishing are listening, emails, like we're, we can definitely talk about that because um, it's, we've already gotten multiple emails from different publicists that wanna, want to want their, they want it on the
3: book club. So, you know, there's tons of possibilities. And if you would like to sponsor any of our many, many projects over at Locatora Productions, email us. We're ola at locatora.radio.com. We're down for a collab. Podcasteras peligrosas. Now, I think it's time to get into not only weird things white women did this week, but weird things white people have been doing recently, namely with regards to hygiene.
4: Yes. So we wanted to take one of y'all's favorite segments and turn it into a full episode because, you know, just let's start from the beginning. A couple years ago on the timeline on Twitter, White people were talking, in particular white people, I'm not generalizing. This was actually a thing that white Twitter users were admitting that they did not wash their legs because in their words, the soap that you use on the rest of your body washes down onto your legs when you're rinsing so you do not need to scrub, right? This is this is a thing, if you were not familiar haven't heard of it, you can look that up. It's a thing. So that happened a couple years ago. Fast forward 2021, we're still in a pandemic. Hygiene <laughs> is especially important right now. Right. <laughs> and Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher go onto a podcast and share volunteer information that they do not shower
3: daily. So there's so many layers here because I don't think that. I don't know if we chimed in on the initial like washing your legs conversation. I don't think we remarked upon it on the podcast. We did.
4: We were just, you know, horrified. Entre nos.
3: Yeah. But now it's enough of a pattern. It's really just picking up speed, honestly. Like I feel like in the last two weeks, they just boom, 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 more and more celebrities talking about not bathing. With the legs thing, okay, you tell me, because growing up, It was always a thing about like fucking scrubbing the shit out of yourself, like vigorously, your ankles, your feet, your toes, your legs. And especially because I'm like, um, I've been shaving my legs for years now and you have to like scrub and exfoliate like before and then also after like I don't understand scrubbing my knees, especially like being an athletic kid running around outside. With my mom, it was always like, we cannot be running around fucking mugrosas with dirt caked on our legs. So that sticks with you. Like we scrub, we wear sandals in California. We wear shorts. Like our legs are exposed. We have to scrub or else like you look dirty, I think. Right. Or at least I was taught. So I never under, I didn't understand the leg thing because how do you (laughs) shave? How do you wear sandals? How do you scrub the dirt off?
4: No, I, I second that. I remember, you know, being taught to vigorously scrub the different areas of your body, especially your toes, your feet, your legs. Um all of it, all of it. I mean, my, my mother taught me my hygiene. Right. And so that was definitely one of them. And so, you know, fast forward to 2020, I think that now there's a different conversation happening, or there's another layer of the conversation happening. That's not just about bathing. Um, but it's like, who gets to be quote clean or who is deemed cleaner in society, right? Why is it that white people can get away with saying they don't shower when it's historically been black people, people of color, South Asian people that are deemed as dirty or have to in some ways overcompensate um, and make sure that they are ex- they look extra clean or they smell really good or they you know, brush their teeth multiple times a day because they don't want to have bad breath. Like all these things that we're taught that's really important um, that there was a whole class missed by, by said white people.
3: Yeah. And um, I'm remembering now, remember when we went to the gym downtown Oh. And we mm-hmm. were in the locker room, mm-hmm. <laughs> downtown L.A. Was it a 24 hour fitness? It was an L.A. fitness. An L.A. fitness.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: um, Dios and I were there together because there was a time where we would have podcast meetings and then like go to the gym. Like we did that a few times. That was cute. That was cute. Um, uh, And so we're there and there was a woman who was like on the phone and talking to somebody. And like, you know, we're in the stalls or we're getting changed or whatever we're doing. And we hear this over here, this woman, and she's on the phone and she's like, yeah, this bath, this gym's kind of dirty. There's like a lot of Mexicans here. (laughs) Verbatim, like that's what she said. (laughs) wild wild there's a, and i've heard this before there's a thing that people have about mm-hmm. mexicans and being dirty and like mexican kids the dirty being dirty. The dirty
4: mexican it's like yeah a, it's like it's a, a, a stereotype a racist stereotype for a reason
3: yeah um, yeah a lie <laughs> clearly because who's cleaning your house bitch who do you literally hire to clean up after you not just mexicans of course but Anybody who is being stigmatized in this way, right?
4: Well, and I mean, and that even like um, that's its own layer of like every Latino being Mexican, right, in the eyes of of many people. Um, it doesn't. There is no need to specify um, because everyone is Mexican, right? You know, in in, in certain people's eyes, and therefore no dirty. Layer. And yes, exactly. I mean, I remember my first experience. <laughs> My first experience in undergrad when I lived with a white woman for the first time and like really seeing the lack of hygiene up, up close. And I was appalled. And it was kind of like a joke, not for me, but like she thought it was so funny that I was like appalled that she wouldn't shower for days. And she was like, she would ride her skateboard around campus barefoot. And then she would come home and I could see her fucking piece. You know, <laughs> those sucio's hanging from her bunk bed, you know, and meanwhile, Homegirl would tell me that I
3: was quote, "ghetto.
4: <gasps> and so, yeah, and okay, so, first
3: of all, based on what? Based
4: on my hoop earrings, bitch. Oh my God, based on my hoop earrings, she would be like, she would say that I was ghetto or Lord. that I, I, you know. so, yeah. That's that was my first experience up close and personal.
3: The barefoot thing around campus is a lot. It is. That's that's a lot.
4: If you have ever been in Santa Barbara, if you (laughs) attended UC Santa Barbara, if you partied in Santa Barbara, you know that that is a thing. The white people there are barefoot.
3: Oh, I in class everywhere. They are barefoot. I, I, I am afraid sometimes to wear flip-flops outside like depending on where I'm going I won't even wear chunk glass because that's not enough you know so I don't understand yeah aren't they afraid of glass of injuring the underside of their foot a, a, an injury on the sole of your foot is really inconvenient and that's painful. like
4: enough to take you out for a while like if you get <laughs> if you injure the bottom of your foot I don't, know. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but but I mean okay, so along so going back to Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, right? They also shared. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where Mala and I were like, we actually need to talk about this on the podcast. For mm-hmm. I mean, aside mm-hmm. from it being like kind of funny mm-hmm. and kind of like what, what the fuck are y'all doing? But it does take an interesting turn here where Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher say that they also don't bathe their children um daily because supposedly it's like bad for their skin or it's a lot to uh bathe children daily so i don't necessarily know how true that is because i do not have children right however (laughs) however i I would imagine i remember being bathed daily often oh Oh, yeah
1: yeah. (laughs) as a child
4: all the time um but something that i was thinking about when i read this was like wait Children get taken away from their parents for a lot less, mm-hmm. you know, for and so bathing and hygiene is like a really important part of parenting, I would imagine. And I know that when I was working as an organizer there, that was that was the thing that would happen to to mothers where their kids would their principals would call them because their their kids were supposedly, quote, dirty. But it's like, oh, actually, they didn't have laundry detergent. They couldn't afford to buy laundry detergent. So their clothes was dirty, but they were
1: showering,
4: but the clothes was dirty. And so there's like these red flags that are raised by certain like school administrators, but these celebrities are going on a podcast and saying they don't pay their kids daily, but that's okay. That's fine.
3: Yeah. And this is like, this is like, so there's so many layers, right? Because like, cleanliness and hygiene um the way that it's the standards are held for different people like even like i think women are expected to be way cleaner than men like i don't think men are expected to be clean and i i think that there's tons of conversation and evidence online of men talking about they don't know how to wipe themselves after they take a shit like they don't do it they, or they don't know how or they don't want to or they don't like to because there's some weird homophobic thing that they have going on where they will not wipe themselves. Like they talk about this openly. And then women are like, um, found out my fiance doesn't wipe his ass. I tried to get him to do it. He, I remember
4: like, this on Twitter. Oh, my God. I remember this conversation. And there's
3: so many of them. And that's just one of them. So it's like, who's who can get away with being just filthy and like literally just caked in their own feces, like walking around? I saw on TikTok also just going on about like just this is just stuff we're seeing online or whatever, you know, on TikTok. There's this one account um, and she's a wax specialist and she on video, she shows herself melting like the wax pellets and mixing the waxes and she's telling stories just um the audio and she was saying that she has a, had like tons of experiences with customers who are like regular customers who go in for brazilians and they're not clean they haven't showered they've like gone number 2 earlier it's just caked. It's disgusting. She's like, I've had to, like, have them wipe themselves down. I've had to wax around it. And she was like, I have one customer who's a regular, and she always shows up like this. First of all. <laughs> I am so, when I get a Brazilian, I am so self-conscious. I, like, Same. I like plan my my meals and my schedules and my cleaning yes. and my shower and my undies, and everything is on point. I'm yes. ready. It's like, it's like 100%. It's more stressful for me than like having sex with someone. Like, it's, I am.
4: It's true. Like, you're Spread Eagle talking about going to brunch. Like, you're talking about like very casual things while you're Spread Eagle. And like, same, lights. like I will plan for. Yes, I will <laughs> plan my workouts around it because I'm like, wait, okay. I can't go and work out clothes because she's going to be like, okay, this asbestosa didn't shower before. coming, right. so, so I won't do that. Mm-hmm. But also you can't shower. I mean, you can't work out after you've been waxed because it's like not good for your skin. And like there's there's things right. They tell you don't work out for 24 hours. So I'm very strategic in timing out like if I'm going to be active that day. Um, and making sure that I'm, I look clean and I showered and then the whole thing because I want to be, like, presentable because this woman's going to be all up in me. Literally.
3: Literally.
4: I'm, a, I'm appalled.
3: I know. And but you know it what? also
4: doesn't surprise me. No,
3: I'm not surprised. And I used to get waxed at the European Wax Center in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. And, like, one of those wax technicians, I remember, she was telling me, like, in person, she's like, yeah, some of these women in Pasadena come over here and they are not clean like they don't seem prepared for someone to be waxing their their business at all so yeah yeah girl it's a thing and I want to be clear too like there's also a lot of conversations and like even like theory and sociology and writing and stuff out out there about like cleanliness and body hair and body mm-hmm. odor and like even like racism, like in Absolutely. these in these ways, like in different ways. And, you know, there's so many things that go into hygiene. Like when folks like have disorders or they have skin issues yes. or gland issues, like people have like different scents and different smells and people are the way that they are. So we're not here to like, no, sh- no, not body shaming. No. And, you know, sometimes mental illness can affect hygiene and cleanliness, but it's this, yeah. this is more like people who are just like, oh, no, I just I don't wash. I just don't because yes. I don't think that I need to. And I mm-hmm. don't think that it's important at all or a necessity, which is wrong.
4: Yes. And and obviously we don't know like the mental health of these people. But these are very affluent people. Very. That, that are saying they don't like to bathe daily. Right. This isn't somebody because I, you know, I know folks. I've also read, you know, on, on the internet, people talk about being depressed or having a bipolar disorder and they don't be, they don't shower for days because they literally cannot get out of bed. Again, like Mala said, that's definitely not what we're talking about. Um, we're talking about the people that choose not to because they don't think it's important or they don't want to, or they don't like to. Like, you know, a couple of days later, Jake Gyllenhaal was like, I don't shower every day ah, either. Not Jake. <laughs> I can't. Not I'm Jake. I'm sharing this info, um, but I'm happy to report that Chris Evans says that he does shower because now this Thank is God. a thing. Like it's they're a thing now. asking, they're asking people what they think about this and if they shower daily. And I'm like, this is okay. What? What? Like alternate universe? Like where are we on the simulation where we're now asking celebrities if they shower daily?
3: Now, now, and let me just say, too, if I'm a celebrity and I'm going to be around all kinds of people who are going to be talking about me, taking pictures of me, tweeting about me, probably, you know, going home and, hey, I interviewed so-and-so today, or I met so-and-so, or Mm -hmm. people talk about everything. She had weird toes. Her manicure was chipping. She smelled weird. You know, like, I would be, if I was at that status where I know there's the scrutiny and people are so, like... Mm-hmm. really on you I think I, I I don't know I think I would be even more yeah like self-conscious about everything right yeah
4: yeah I mean as it is there was like um maybe like two or three years ago where I like I hadn't gone to the dentist because of my insurance um I was having issues with my insurance and so when I went I like knew like I need dental work I need a root canal I need this I need my wisdom teeth pulled out and I remember telling my mom I was like mom I like I am horrified that a listener were to like meet me and be like, Diosa has bad breath. Like right. literally. That was like a thing for me. And I'm, no, not, I'm sure. not I'm not Jig Jill and status tampoco. Like tampoco soy la gran cosa. But yeah. because we meet people regularly, um, and in our daily lives, like we'll be at the mercado and a listener will find us, try or see us and say hi. I oh my God. I yeah. feel self-conscious and I would I don't ever want to be like I had bad breath that day or I hadn't showered that day and I felt like, you know, not as cute. And all the things I think about, like I want to feel like anytime I leave my house, I I brush my teeth before I go. Like Mm -hmm. it's for me, it makes me feel better aside from like smelling better or best or whatever. Have Mm -hmm. you like, I also feel better.
3: Oh yeah. I feel way better after a shower and everything is scrubbed head to toe. And you know, of course, like many of us do not wash our hair every day. Like I don't wash my hair every day. Um especially right. if you have like thick hair, long mm-hmm. hair, textured hair, what have you. That's like ill advised. But of course. But you know, so we but we will go work out, we'll run or skate and then go run errands. Okay. I've I've been at my local dollar tree like I like to be you know when I'm off and I'm walking my dog and I'm just in if I walk to the Dollar Tree for like some toilet paper or for some supplies or whatever I'm getting some dog food I'm in my slides and I'm cash and I've had people at the Dollar Tree be like Mala is that you and I'm like dear god why because don't let don't let the press features fool you don't let the good reviews fool you I live in a studio apartment above my grandma Nacha's garage, honey, and we still live paycheck to paycheck, my dear. So we do what we can, and we're living our regular ass, like, L.A. girl lives. You know what I mean? Don't come for me, ho. If you see me (laughs) out and about (laughs) looking a a little dingy, hit the Venmo at (laughs) (laughs) locatota-radio and donate.
4: Uh, Yes. Yes. Um, So, yeah, we'll, that's where... We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. That's where we're at on the simulation. You know, where media press is asking people, specifically white people, I assume, if they bathe. My favorite was The Rock being like, I shower twice a day. like, And he has, like, his different regimens for each shower. I also shower twice a day, even pre-pandemic. Yeah. Uh, um, because...
3: It, it is what it is. It's it's what makes me feel better. Um, and, and look, as former student athletes and now as adults who still engage in athletics, like yes. – If we had a a two-a-day practice for cross-country, if we had a 6 a.m. practice, we showered after that practice, Mm -hmm. went to class, had an afternoon practice, and then showered again after that practice. And these days, if we're out and about and we're exercising or doing things, I I just, like, shower after everything. Yes, If I'm going to go out that night, I shower off the day Mm -hmm. before going out.
4: Yeah, even, like, coming home at 2 a.m., I take a shower before I go to bed. I have to be, like, extremely
3: messed Sweet. up. Yeah, <laughs> to
4: not. Blacked out, to not. Show, <laughs> which doesn't happen often. Sure, right? yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not there anymore. But, like, I have <laughs> right. to be, It'll be la madrugada, and I'll be taking a shower before bed. Because it just, you're, to me, like, your bed is, like, you know, if you're, you're lucky to have, you not share a bed with anybody. Or even if you do, um, you know, being able to be in your sheets, and, like, feel, like, clean and safe and good. Like, to me, that's, that's, like, one of, like, the best feelings. And so I value that. And I want to take a shower before I get into my very comfortable bed.
3: 100%. I know we're going to get some comments or something about, well, in the campo, you can't shower like that all the time. Guess what? It's true. People in the campo are still very fucking clean. Still very clean. Still very very fucking clean. And find... Ways. it doesn't need to be you know. us 30 minute scalding hot no. showers with nobody, tampoco nobody has time for that okay. with bath bombs and <laughs> a rinse dear a rinse you know a quick scrub
4: yeah I mean also like, lather. I live with my family as many of you know if you're a long time listener I do not take baths because for me like if I'm gonna take a bath I need to scrub the tub before
3: Oh, oh, sure, yes, yes, There's, there's
4: three people that use the shower, and so I'm not taking a bath tampoco because everybody does their what they need to do in the shower. If I had my own bathroom, and you know, I had was the only one that had access to it, that that's different. Um, so tampoco, tampoco, you know. But we get it.
3: We know you people, guys. People we have get it. We to
4: know. Different things. <laughs> People have access to different things and, you know, what works for you works for you. Again, we're talking about white people that want to be nasty for no reason. Um, Also in a pandemic.
3: Yeah.
4: And there's like a very coded long history of who is considered clean, read white, and who's considered dirty, read black people, people of color, Mexican immigrants people Asian people you know it's also like partly why maybe for some maybe some people overcompensate or
1: Mm. the
4: or the cleanliness is very important to them because they've been taught by their families because they've experienced it Mm -hmm. you you have to be on point Mm -hmm. you know you have to quote smell clean or smell a certain way or look a certain way it's, it's a part of how we navigate in this world.
3: Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. And, you know, of course, like all things, we speak about these things having had our own experiences and having learned these things ourselves in our households, not as like sociologists talking about this, <laughs> like, you know, because... Like, it, like it, as if it has nothing to do with us, but it has lots to do with us, right? Yes. Which is why we're talking about it. So, um, I mean, that being said, I also encourage you guys to start looking into content having to do with, like, m- the monarchies back in the day and how the palaces were filthy places, like, filled with mm-hmm. human waste because they had no plumbing <laughs> right. that was that was like one of my favorite um
4: comments or like feedback when the bridgerton series came out mm. someone it's was like clean. um nobody was smelling that good like nobody was looking that good either during those times <laughs> like it just doesn't make sense all the layers of clothing yeah that they had to wear
3: yeah, no, they were smelly. They were definitely really, really smelly. So I don't know. I just have to think there's some residual stuff. Growing up, my dad my dad said so many things to us growing up that now I think <laughs> I'm like, dear God, this man. But like one of the things that he would say to us <laughs> was that like white people historically are dirty and that native peoples and that African peoples, indigenous peoples basically taught hygiene or that European colonizers learned hygiene and waste management and waste disposal and sewage and internal plumbing from native communities. That is actually
4: historically accurate. Yes. Like, yeah, he's, that it's accurate. not wrong. No, That's the crazy thing. One thousand percent true.
3: The crazy thing he said to us was that if he has any Spanish blood in his body, he would push it to the tip of his pinky finger and then chop it off. That's the crazy thing he said. Not the pl- not the hygiene thing. That's true. <laughs> but then he said the pinky thing. And I was like, Dad, <laughs> that's <Right>. wild. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I was raised, okay? So.
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm curious. I would love to hear folks' thoughts on, like, their own experience with hygiene and, like, how they were brought up. Um, because I think we all, there, there's, I'm sure, a shared experience for our community, but I'm also positive that people have their own either doing things a certain way or not doing things a certain way. So I would love to hear what folks um, have
3: to say about that. Absolutely. And again, if you have ideas for topics and things you want us to cover, if you've noticed a trend or some weird little happenings online or in the world, maybe we can comment. We're always looking for different things to talk about on Locatora. Um, We don't have an interview this episode. We're just chatting. You know, and I love these episodes. I love our interviews, of course, because our guests are amazing. Yeah. But when we get to just dig into like an epi- a topic like this, it's fun.
4: It's fun. It's fun. And we like to, you know, be able to balance it out. I think the last couple of episodes have been interview heavy. So, yeah, it's always fun to come back to like what we do and, and dive into something comedically. Also have like a serious take on it. I think that that's where we thrive. And so... Yeah, thanks for tuning
3: in to this Weird Things White People Did episode. Thank you very, very much. And um, yeah, leave us a review, leave us a rating, uh, drop a comment. We, you know, we love to hear from our listeners, and you guys always have interesting things to say after an episode. So yeah, thank you for tuning in. All right, loca Amores, we will catch you next time. Besitos. Besitos.
4: Shit. a radiophonic novella locatora radio hosted by mala muñoz and diosa
1: the elevation with Stephen furtick podcast was created with you in mind this is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from god together in this podcast we'll dive deep into scripture uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far...